1: So Spencer, this is usually where we we start this segment, the final segment of the show, with the Michigan Panic Meter. As uh, Michigan just won, the Panic Meter should still be at Scarlet. So yeah. I thought a way of 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 morphing this for today's show specifically. I thought of, and I just thought I didn't even mention you this in our break here. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to spring it on you. If Ohio State and Michigan played this weekend instead of this ridiculous uh, Big Ten title game with a crappy Iowa team, if they played in a neutral site, let's say I don't know Indianapolis,
0: what chance would you give Ohio State to to come back and, and beat Michigan? Mm, I like the question. Um, I mean, I'd I'd say I'd say I, I think it'd be even. Like I, I really do. I, I think it'd be very similar to what we saw this weekend. Maybe ryan Day realizes the error of his ways and he's like, hey, I did a shit job of being aggressive that uh, uh last week. So now I'm gonna come out and really, you know, hit the ground running and, and be more assertive. So I don't know. Um I, I think we saw it was even more evenly matched than maybe what it was supposed to be or what people expected it was gonna be. So I'd give him a pretty I I would say it's probably they'd have they'd have a really good chance of winning the second time around on a neutral site. I'd be interested to see what the line was because it was what, four and a half, I think, in favor of Michigan. Mm-hmm. At their place, neutral yeah. field, probably like one and a half maybe in favor of Michigan. Like, I, I think yeah. it'd be pretty damn close.
1: I, I'd i be curious to see if the Michigan win in Ann Arbor would influence that line in any way. Because I think in an, you you kind of deducted uh, three points off the Michigan favorite. I think that's the smart way to go about it with how Vegas views these kind of great games. So I wouldn't say it'd be 50-50, but it'd be close to a pick for me. And I, cause here's the thing. I just think the second Kyle McCord throws that interception, you're playing from behind the eight ball. Now I can't guarantee you in this hypothetical rematch, Kyle McCord won't throw more interceptions, <laughs> but I, I think, I think if, 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 if Ryan day had that game to do over today, I think he would force the issue more with Marvin Harrison Jr., yeah. which is insane because the guy had 118 yards and two touch, in a touchdown. So I think they would, especially late in the game, feature Marvin more. And I think they might try and get a little bit more creative in the run game and, and get Travion Henderson going early in the game. And I, I think the McCord interception really just kind of yeah. short, short-stepped you from doing that. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think – I think if they play again at any point this year, these so are the playoffs. I really give Ohio state a chance. And I think, I, I think too. some, yeah. I think some people will look at it and go, Nope, you just played. Doesn't matter. I would love it. It won't happen. Listen, if, if they do the playoffs, yeah, if Ohio state makes the playoffs and Michigan, we're going to assume Michigan makes the playoffs. If it happens, you can't throw it away in the first round. You really can't. I would be incensed. If they had like uh, Ohio State and Michigan, you know, Ohio, uh, Michigan won, Ohio State four, I would be incensed. It should be saved for the national title game. However, if the, if the committee were dumb enough to do that, do you know what I like about it? It would give Ryan day four weeks to plan for that game. And yeah. that I do think might help him grow a pair of balls for this <laughs> hypothetical rematch.
0: All he wants for Christmas is a pair of balls. Yeah. No, I, I can I say this too? you may the game came down to ultimately that final drive and Ohio State got the ball to what like the they were on like the four the 35 like they they were within striking distance of scoring a touchdown and and tying that game and then just needing the extra point to win and I thought it was ludicrous that you had like Blake Corum and some of these other players talking after the game about how you guys are fake tough you're not really that guys it came down to one drive. Can you really say it wasn't – like they didn't play you tough if it came down to one drive? And that's why I think if it was on a neutral field, like you just saw what happened in Michigan's building, and it came down truly to the last drive of the game. Like if it's funny how that drive decides how we how we talk about Ryan Day and this entire rivalry and everything, because if they had scored on that drive, by the way, we'd be all talking about how the last two years of Michigan – like they could have re- – what's hasn't been talked about enough is the fact that if Ohio state scores on that last drive and they win the game, we're talking about the Michigan program complete, like as a whole completely differently because their entire last two years of existence, where they were one of the best teams in college football just goes out the window. And we all just assume it had everything to do with Connor stallions and the sign stealing and all this different stuff that now, like Ohio state really had a chance to dilapidate and, cut the legs out from underneath that program, not necessarily in terms of recruiting. Like, they'll still get people. I don't think kids coming into Michigan really care about that. But just from the way that they're viewed and all the and, and some of, like, the PR that comes with it, they could have really done some damage to the program just by scoring on that last drive. But then you're going to sit there after the game and say, like, oh, they're, they're not tough. Okay, you guys almost lost. You, you kind of, in some sense, you kind of got lucky that you didn't lose in your own house. Like I, I don't know that we can say that about this team, and and I think that to Ryan Day's point, he reiterated that all season. He was right. They are they are a very tough team for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, but that's what you say when you when you win. It is like I don't put a lot of stock into it. I just think I just think it's the kind of crap that you talk when you win this game. Let's get to fourth and short here. First down is. Obviously, the portal opened up here on Monday, and we got some names in there. We got Hank Bachmeyer of mm. La Tech. We got uh, Will Howard of of Kansas State. There's been like 17 other. Oh, Tyler Van Dyke of Miami, who
0: he uh, I just mean, went in upon. Uh, rec- we were recording this on uh, on a, on Monday night, yep. and he just entered the portal, like I think minutes before we started recording. Which I think he might be the most intriguing
1: guy in the portal at this point, simply because. Um, he had first round hype on him, yeah. but there is a situation brewing at Texas where Quinn Ewers has said he wants to come back for another season in college football. He was pretty good this year, but that probably makes sense if he has NFL aspirations to come back one more year. Arch Manning went to Texas, a la well, the way Quinn Ewers went to um, Ohio State, thinking that he was the heir apparent to the quarterback situation there. Obviously, C.J. Stroud took off. And then Quinn Ewers took off for uh, for for Texas. It makes you wonder if Arch Manning or Quinn Ewers could be available. So, if Quinn Ewers decided he would uh, he he, w- he wanted to continue on, and and Texas chose Arch Manning over him, would you welcome back Quinn Ewers if he hits the portal? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I hundred percent, I would. No hard feelings. We get it. Hey, stuff happens. We, all is forgiven. All is well that ends yeah, well. Yeah. No, would- no hard feelings in Ohio state. Sure. In Columbus. Sure. <laughs> as the, uh, as fans are lining up outside Ryan day's house to just, you know, force him out of the town. Um, and they, oh, and, and how about the, the classic story about how Kirk Herbstreit had to move out of Columbus because people thought he was too, not, not pro Ohio state enough. Like, yeah, nobody's hurt. Nobody has hurt feelings. Um, But I think if when you, it would be like a LeBron situation. Hey, You came here, even though he's from Texas, it's not exactly the same. But, hey, you came here, you took your money, and you left. Hey, but you're back to help us win a national championship. Okay, we'll welcome you with open arms. I would definitely take him back. I also want to add, Tyler Van Dyke is definitely intriguing, but as a listener to the Dan Lebitard show, and they talk frequently about Miami football, from my Mm -hmm. understanding, the guy can't read, like, zone defense. Like, that's been the thing that's done him in this year, is teams started realizing if they just play a cover two shell that he's basically shit out of luck and he he doesn't know what he's doing. So that worries me. I'm going to be honest, Nick, if I'm having my pick, obviously, yes, the dream of, hey, Archman, you got to sit another year. We're going to stick with Quinn Ewers, and he becomes available and Ohio State swipes him is alive and well. I would love for that to happen, but it also doesn't feel like it's going to. So if I had my pick of quarterbacks that I would love to see come in the portal, it's Michael Pratt for me. Two lanes quarterback. Guys, uh, electric. I saw some highlights on Twitter the other day from one of their, their their, like last game of the season or of the regular season or whatever the hell it was. He was dropping some dimes down the sideline. I think he would look very, very nice in scarlet and gray next year. That's my top. uh, That is my, my uh, golden goose, if you will, that I won the transfer portal. All right. So I actually have a few one. I love Michael Pratt and I
1: think he's the kind of guy that if he came to Ohio State, balled out, won a national title, beat Michigan, I do think Michael Pratt could turn himself into a a top pick next year. And I think that's Um, his
0: incentive because he's a senior, and -hmm. there's talk that he might enter the draft, but that's his incentive to come back. It's like, hey, I'll go to a Power 5 school and light it up and then increase my stock and avoid a class year where you got some really high-profile guys like Caleb Williams and Drake May and others. So, yeah.
1: So, I also think DJ Lalay is a name that I don't think we should sleep on Oregon state's quarterback. Mm. Um, obviously Oregon state's head coach just went to yeah. uh, Michigan state and DJ has got one more remaining year of eligibility. So I kind of think like, you guys want to talk about like the perfect quarterback for this offense. DJ, played in a bunch of big games at Clemson. His final year there was a bit of a disappointment, but I, but he didn't, ha- he never had Ryan day there. And so, in one year, Jonathan Smith had a very nice year. He is a uh, mammoth human being. So, like, I love the experience. I love. He's also just a great kid. So, like, if you wanted to like have Aaron Nolan sit for a year, this would be the perfect one-year player. But I think that's
0: happening anyway. Like, I don't. I don't think. Like, we're obviously all excited about the Aaron Nolan era starting, but he's not playing his first year. There's no way they do that. I think they almost. I think it's almost inevitable that they go to the portal. So I don't know. I, I think if Kyle McCord stays, I
1: think there will be a battle in earnest between Aaron Nolan and, and Kyle McCord. And that's an, if I don't know yet, but can I just tell you, I think there'd be no greater twist of fate than if you just went down and stole Arch Manning. It, you guys want to be
0: like, God, like, I love like, it. <laughs> like well, oh, Ohio's thing. close to Tennessee, right? That's where he grew up. Eh, it's not that far. It's a nice trip down. Uh, down the freeway there. I, I don't know Pap-Pap
1: Archie would allow this to happen, but I just think, like, you can pitch to this kid, hey, we've got an opening, you're stepping right in, you'll have two remaining years of eligibility, and these are the guys we have. And, like, you have, I think there's a, a chance Abuka comes back because of the injuries this year. You can show him all the other young guys who kind of balled out this year, and you say, we're going to give you $5 million in NIL money, why don't you come here start right away and again that probably takes you out of Aaron nolan but i love the idea of arch manning so but i, I think dj use a really good fallback option and i'm i'm kind of curious to see who else goes in like i feel like this we might have having to do like a running bit because this could literally change with every single yeah. week
0: that we do this i love the idea of as a as a player enters the portal we have a big announcement on this show and ask if we would want him that Ohio state. So
1: let's can we, can we limit it to either quarterbacks or great wide receivers or, or edge rushers <laughs> like I, or maybe a
0: left tackle. Do they maybe, need you know, wide receivers. Jeremiah tackle. Smith is coming next year. He's like the best overall fair. receiver prospect ever of all time. All right.
1: So this brings us to second down. Uh, Marvin Harrison jr. Commented the other day that, uh, that he has not made his decision yet on whether to go to the NFL. Would Marvin Harrison jr. Really come back to Columbus for, an, for
0: a, another year. All right, I'm looking I'm looking into the camera right now. Everybody Ooh, who's watching. This, everyone who's watching this. Give it up. Don't do it to yourself. Don't get your hopes up. Don't fall for it again. We had this happen last year with CJ Stroud. He didn't give a clear answer and then he waited till the very last day to declare to declare for the NFL draft guys. I understand. I gave a nice little soliloquy swan song to Marvin Harrison the other day. It's unfortunate that he's leaving without any gold pants and that he's leaving without a national championship. I agree it would be great if he could stay. But this man is not going to pass up the potential to earn actual money, have a contract signed, and go as one of the top players in the draft this year. It's just not going to happen. Okay? So give it up. Let Let that dream go. I know we're all in our feelings right now but Marvin Harrison is going to the NFL and it's going to be okay because Jeremiah Smith is coming. Carnell Tate's on this. Like they're going to have other wide receivers. It'll be okay. I know it's sad, but he will not be back on this team next year. There you go.
1: So you're telling me there's a chance. My favorite thing about this. So <laughs> Dustin and I talked about this on today's show and he's like, well, Marvin's just a different kid. And I'm like, so he doesn't like career. Like, cause here's the thing. It's not about <laughs> it, like, I think it's twofold. One, Nobody in their right mind. You're not going to make the kind of money you can in, in the pros in college, but no one should should risk their body for an extra year. That cuts into his prime. That that could take off an extra year of making $20 million a year. That's one. Two, why would you ever delay the clock on that getting through that first contract? Because that's really the prize in the NFL. Yeah. It is getting through that first contract, we'll maxing out that, and making 20 25 million dollars a year. I know I know the collective pay, pays well. I know if he went to the portal, he would have an offer for maybe 10 million dollars. Something ridiculous. You're not getting you're not recouping the back end of your career. Yeah. That, that it is like it will literally take a, a, a year off your NFL career because you're still getting hit yeah. in, a, in college. So well, I think it's crazy as and,
0: well. And frankly, we talk about this being a great quarterback class. The fact that he's being mentioned as like the second overall pick, maybe even first overall, depending on what the, if the Bears get the first pick and they decide they're going to stick with Justin Fields or whatever the hell they're going to do. That's also and, not happening. Well, it's ahead. not it's not going to happen, but I'm just saying like theoretically, like the fact that he's being mentioned as the top two overall pick is uh in this quarterback class where quarterbacks are so highly coveted like that's pretty telling like he this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You don't come back, risk an injury and then you go later in the draft like I, it, I I just don't see it happening. All right, third down was this Ryan day and Jim Harbaugh's
1: last matchup in the rivalry.
0: Mm. I think so. I think head to head I think it is. Not and, and I know Ohio State fans probably want to jump in and be like, Oh, because Ryan Day is going to be gone next year, right? And I don't know if it's so much that because, as we've talked about, I think there's a lot of just uh context and things that are happening at Ohio State between Gene Smith, 12 team playoff, all these different things that are going to prevent them from moving on from Ryan Day. I think it's more so about Jim Harbaugh. I, I think Jim Harbaugh is ripe to go to the NFL. I saw something today about a report that there's new evidence that's going to be revealed or something like that about the Michigan sign stealing that it's, that it's not supposed to result in like a postseason ban, but it, it likely means that, you know, a suspension is probably likely for Harbaugh next year. I think he's done with the bullshit. I think there was a chance this was his ride off into the sunset year anyway, because he knew his team was talented and he had a shot at a national title and he was going to take it and then go to the NFL. I think that, This is this is it for him. The only thing that worries me is that like Michigan's had his back so adamantly and maybe he's like, you know what, this is the place I want to be. But a tiger doesn't change his stripes. The guy's been wanting to get back to the NFL this year. There's going to be a bunch of jobs available, some good jobs available, especially if like the Chargers job opens up. And I think he's going to jump at the opportunity to take it. I think he's going to be—it's going to be wild when
1: uh, Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh are co-head coaches of the LA Chargers. Um, <laughs> I don't think it is. I—I um, I think a lot can change, but i will listen. I think the NFL is dumb for not chasing Jim Harbaugh, but I think there's a lot of perceived baggage there. So I, I think it really depends. If Michigan wins a national title, I think it will be irresistible for teams in the NFL to pull him back to the NFL. But if he were to kind of be out in the first round, I mean, that's right around the time where, you know, you're, you're still like a week or a half week out from uh, the the end of the regular season. I, I'm not, I don't think it's fait complete just yet. That brings us to fourth and short, fourth down. Where will Ohio State be ranked this week?
0: There's no way they can drop below six. Like they, they have to stay in the top six, Nick, like they, 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 you lose to the number three team in the nation. Um, I think there's an interesting conversation about whether or not Michigan jumps Georgia because they now have the best win of anybody in college football at this point. Um I, Like that's interesting to me, but like, I mean, I, there, there's a, there's, they, they won't put, I think they probably go to five and, you get Florida State jumping back in just because they stayed undefeated and and by nature you'll do that, Um, which means that there will be a path back in. But as we know, like not playing, being idle for conference championship weekend is going to really just – it's going to be the the big factor that, that weighs against Ohio State. There's so much that can play out, Nick, and I know we'll talk about this in our College football Playoff Ranking Reaction Show coming up Tuesday night. Um, but yeah, like I think the, the, the twisting of the dagger on Saturday was the fact that not only did, did Ohio state lose to Michigan, but then there was like four different scenarios that could have played out on Saturday afternoon and into the evening that would have actually benefited Ohio state to find a path back to the playoff. And they all didn't happen. Auburn almost beat Alabama. And then the, the hail Mary to the end zone happened. Uh, Florida state was trailing Florida and then they got their shit together and ended up rolling past them. Uh, Washington state almost beat Washington. Like these were all things that almost benefited you and none of it happened. And it was just like an extra twist of the dagger on that day that now it seems very unlikely that Ohio state gets back in, but we'll see.
1: I, I do think there's a chance they fall past six. I don't think it's a big chance. I think they should be ranked ahead of Florida state who I think have no business in this conversation. I don't care that they're undefeated. I could see the committee putting Florida state at five, putting Ohio state at six to add a sense of drama uh, and the assumption that, that Florida state could, could lose to Louisville in the ACC title game. But I think the rightful place is five. And what that positions you is if Georgia beats Alabama, and if, uh, if, if Washington beats Oregon, then it becomes Texas yeah. versus Florida State versus Ohio State. And I think in that case, you've got the best loss, and you probably have better wins than either one of those schools either. So I think there's still multiple paths here. And listen, a lot of people in the national media are going to say, no, never, they're done. And they've said that every time Ohio State has lost. They said it last and, year. And they said it, and they're wrong they're wrong you know why because they don't want ohio state to get in because that ohio state or any of the blue bloods really as a one lost non-conference champion is supposed to be the antichrist and yet we've <laughs> seen the commission uh, that we've seen the the selection committee time and time again do the right thing and honestly if they put florida state in it's this year's uh michigan state it's this year's um I don't want to say TCU because they got to the national title last year, but it's this year's paper tiger and they're going to get blown out. in Ohio state guys. Ohio state might get burnt, uh, blown out, but I think there's much less of a chance that than that, than Florida state with their backup or Texas with their backup. All right, guys uh, make sure to follow rate subscribe. I say that in the different order every single time to this <laughs> podcast, everywhere. you Get your podcast. Make sure to also follow 92, the fan uh, on their YouTube page as well. Follow everything, rate everything. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back um Tuesday night with the selection committee's latest playoff rankings and the answer to that last question on the fourth down there. Spencer, good stuff, buddy. Go bucks.